Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello. Welcome back to the Falling Skies cast. I am Jimmy in Georgia, your host to guide you along Falling Skies Season 3 once again. And we are back. We're in yet still the catch-up mode. We are discussing Episode 5, Search and Recover, and we are almost to that point where we are caught up, but not quite. And uh, honestly, just with the scheduling stuff going on the next week or so, um, actually 10 days, I don't really think I'm going to be able to get caught up as I would have hoped. I guess we'll wait and see, really, when it comes right down to how much time I have, but I know we're having family come into town on Thursday, and we've gotten... All sorts of preparations to do before that. So who knows how, how that will go prior to Thursday. And then uh, I know the, the, the company will be here for about a week. So I don't know how much, if anything, will get done during that time frame as far as my uh, Falling Skies podcast here. So I think that the Falling Skies cast will probably be on yet another little catch-up mode for, for almost the rest of the season, which is kind of regretful. But hey, we're keeping moving along and hopefully... Um, we can get as much content out as possible, as soon as possible. Two things that I needed to mention last episode that I didn't because I was in such a hurry. One thing, last episode was our 40th episode. It was our 40th episode, as I'm apt to say at certain times. We're just, uh, at this point, nine episodes away from our 50th episode, which, I don't know, is somewhat of a significant milestone maybe in the podcast world. Not as significant as, say, 100, but... Hey, we're, we're making it there. Maybe one of these days, if Falling Skies continues to re- be renewed. As we talked about briefly on the last episode, Falling Skies was renewed for Season 4. So that'll definitely push us towards a higher number of podcast episodes. So we'll see how that all works out. And the other things, really two things I didn't mention last episode that I really feel like I should have. And uh, looking back, I was like, man, I missed out on that opportunity. The president, President Hathaway, most of us probably remember him. And we mentioned this several months ago when the casting news first came out but he was the pastor in seventh heaven and then everybody's probably seen that show at some point if not you know actually really watched it at least seen it and then two the general there with him was someone honestly did i don't think i knew he was coming to the show as a guest star until seeing him i had not seen his name float around last fall um, as we talked about some of these other people but for all of us battlestar galactica fans out there uh, we had uh, an alumnus of that show, and it's not the first time. Some of the people who work on the show are from Battlestar Galactica, and we've had a few other people who are, um, you know, smaller background characters in Battlestar Galactica that have been on the show as well. But one thing, I guess we'll go ahead and say this here before we get to the to the guy: the Battlestar Galactica is one of the best shows in the last like decade or so. If you haven't watched that again, I said this about Firefly last time. I think a few a few episodes ago. If you haven't watched Firefly, stop watching Falling Skies for a little while. Watch all of Firefly. It's only fourteen episodes in a movie. Now, Battlestar Galactica, on the other hand, is four seasons. I'd say if you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica and you want something to watch, maybe now, maybe in this in the fall or something, if, if there's not a show you're really into to catch up on, if you're on Netflix, I'm not sure this on Hulu or any of the other services, but I know it's on Netflix. Give it a try. The original miniseries is a little slow. It really took me to the first episode of the actual series to get really invested into it, which I really enjoyed. One of my favorite episodes still even now looking back. But definitely check out Battlestar Galactica. The first three seasons are some of my favorite TV ever. The fourth season was good. 
I was one of the people who had a little bit of a problem with the ending, but I didn't hate it. But I did have a, some some issues with the ending. But hey, that, that always happens. Lost was the same way. And there's many other shows out there. You know, people weren't always uh, happy with the way it goes. But anyway, the person who uh, we want to talk about here, the general that was there with the president, is was played by Michael Hogan, who played Colonel Saul Ty on Battlestar Galactica, and he's just an old, you know, cranky. Uh, military guy, and they they like to say the word frack on there. That's their cuss word they could get away with on TV. And he's like fracking Cylons or whatever. Like he, you know, just an old grizzly dude. He did make a small appearance on uh, Smallville a few years ago. I thought that was pretty noticeable too. So anyway, I always like to see him when he's out there. And so anyway, just to roll that up. <laughs> Last episode was the 40th episode. Um, the guy was from Seven Heaven, and the other guy was from Battlestar Galactica. Um, so anyway, we're going to get into our Falling Skies 5. We go down top five moments of the, this week's past. I say I keep saying this week because so I'm so used to this doing weekly. But the, the fifth episode, Search and Rescue, top five moments. And we're going to start that right after this little musical number. All right, well, the top five moments... Starting down with number five. Number five, mine was DNA test. Old Dr. Kadar. This is kind of a very small subplot, but I thought it was interesting. Laudris had set up Dr. Kadar to set up DNA test on all the infants that had been born in the past six months. And I think he said there were eight of them. And all of them were negative, except for Anne's baby. And he, he said that was good. That was just an interesting little thing to me. I think that does point back to perhaps Tom and his time with the aliens having something to do with it, or or who knows. We'll see, I would assume, at some point in the near future, what happened with Anne's baby to make it this way. So, that's number five on my list. Number four, this though around, uh, is one that's kind of interesting. Marina, the vice president who was Tom's advisor, in Tom's absence, she... I don't know, flexed her muscles a little bit, I guess is the way to say it. She was going to shut down Weaver's search and rescue party. At first he wanted 100 people, then it went down to, what, like six, eight? I have the, the names here on my little list. There was not many. It was Matt, Weaver, Hal, Maggie, Jean, and Ben. So just a few people that were out there looking for Anne uh, because of her uh, Marina's power going to her head or whatever. And then also she had... Dr. Kadar looking into the Vohm weapon. And uh, that's that's going to be on our list a little bit later on. But Marina definitely, power hungry, was doing some things. Maybe Marina's the mold. Uh, the mold. <laughs> Not the mold. The mole. <laughs> haven't, haven't listed her as one of my suspects. I mean, thus far my suspects have been Hal, and then Melodris, and then Anne. So, I mean, like I said, I haven't really thought about her being the mole. She has all the inside information. That would be very helpful if you're trying to spread that around. And then her investigation of the Vohm's weapon could be legit. You know, she could be worried about what they're doing. She could be one of the people who don't trust these other species of aliens. Or she could be a spy for the Ishfini. So anyway, that's going to be my number four point, I think, for this week. Marina and her power going to her head, investigating stuff. Number three on my list, as far as we can tell from the search party, we will mention the search party here just briefly, but as far as we can tell from the results of the search party, Anne 
was taken by skidders. Well, obviously, we all know that as the audience. We saw that happen last week with a, a harness kit, a skidder, and then how, you know, bringing up the rear. And that really made me think, at that one point, uh, the search party finds the um, the dead lady, and at first they thought it might have been Anne. And it kind of makes me wonder. It's like, if Hal had been compromised in this way, and he was evil, and he was helping the um, Ashvini skidders, and Anne saw him, Anne would kind of have to need to die... Or, you know, obviously they would find out Hal was evil and was, you know, working with the bad guys. And so I hadn't really, hadn't really considered that Anne might not be on the show. And, and that, I guess that is a possibility. I, I don't think they would do that. But that, I mean, I, you know, you never know what's going to happen on these shows. And you never know about people's personal lives and their contracts and all those things that could, you know, play into what happens to the characters on the show. But definitely don't want to see Anne go. I'm not saying that, but. That, I mean, I, I do think that could be a possibility in some way or another, but, you know, it'll be okay. She's Anne. She's Tom's um, lady. Um, they'll go rescue her at some point in the near future, I would have to assume. But, too, just the search thing, it was good to see some of the different little interactions there between Ben and Matt. Um, we had Maggie questioning Evil Howl a little bit. We had Gene and Weaver talking. There a lot of good character moments in this episode throughout the whole show. Uh, between you know some of the main players here in the, in the world, and then I guess number two is kind of be a, a bigger topic. Tom and Pope making it back to Charleston is kind of the bigger picture thing, but in general, that whole half of the episode, uh, we saw Tom you know, rescuing Pope out of the airplane. We saw Tom and Pope fighting. We saw them killing Skitters. You know, Tom is injured, and Pope leaves him because Tom is a really jerk to him at that point, but that ends up saving both of them. And so it worked out, but that whole side of the story was pretty interesting. We learned more about Tom. We learned more about Pope. Uh, Tom's dad owned a hardware store and was an alcoholic was, you know, a, a mean drunk. Pope killed a guy for trying to show his son a lesson about standing up for yourself. Obviously not what he meant to do. But then he liked prison. And, you know, there's all these little things about about Pope and his kids' names. Um, Brandon and Tanya. Just little stuff like that. It was interesting to kind of get that. But then we also had the moment when they when he dropped a snake on him and that started the fight. You know, Pope and, and Tom. Tom's like, we had a, a chat over a, a campfire. We're not best friends. And that was just kind of interesting to see Tom reacting that way. But them making it back in one episode, I'm really surprised by I honestly am. I thought this was going to be drawn out. Again, I think we talked about in the last episode or so how this is a very short season. They don't draw out many things very long. Um, they do draw out a few things here. The whole mole idea has been drawn out for this you know, first half of the season now, and that's okay. I don't think that's bad at all, but there are some things that seem to wrap up a little too fast. I mean, I easily could have had Tom and Pope on the road for a couple episodes, and instead they got them back to um, Charleston like you know, basically right away, but you know, right before the end of the episode, and then you have the the touching family reunion again, minus Anne, uh, which again, it was a pretty good ending. But this was a good show. Like it, as we were talking about, you know, how the show works with the budgets and things. You know, some episodes are really heavy on the action and the CG and stuff. They definitely had some CG with the skitters. Um, there's only a couple of those scenes, uh, so most of this was more character based, and so. That means that is making up for some previous episodes that were heavy on that stuff, or preparing the way for another episode soon um, that will have more. So I think that's okay. And, that, and from just the preview, I haven't seen episode six. It aired yesterday on the seventh. Haven't seen it yet because, like I've been saying, 
throughout most of these episodes. I've only been watching an episode and then doing a podcast. I have not, you know, watched ahead, even though some episodes have been out, obviously, when I was starting <laughs> doing this, uh, since I was late getting going. But anyway, we are going to move into my number one uh, pivotal moment for this week on this Falling Skies 5, and that is Overkill. We we have this whole discussion between Marina and Kadar. After she initially asked him to just look at these pictures and try to figure out what the Vulm are doing, and he comes up with some different ideas. And some of it's kind of interesting, like, you know, he has this kind of awkward scientist role here where he's, you know, socially awkward, very smart, a brilliant man, doesn't always know how to communicate well with others or whatnot. He talks about at one point, if you needed to power a toaster, he would create something with, you know, 300 to 900 watts. Instead of, you know, 25,000 watts that would be needed for a furnace. And, you know, it would be overkill. And he talks about how this weapon has an ESD plasma thing that would, like, collect the energy. It's the energy storage device, I think. is I mean, it's just real simple, but ESD. And he says it has it would have way too much power. Whatever this is would never need this much power. It would be overkill. And so, you know, the, the real question there is, is it some sort of a bomb? Is it some sort of a device that's going to terraform the Earth to look like the the Vom's planet? Um, you know, it starts to question some of those things that Tom and the others have kind of just accepted wholeheartedly that the Vom are their allies and that they're here to help and all this stuff. So maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe this is bringing up a question like that, or maybe they are allies and they are here to help, and this is just a a diversionary tactic to try to create some drama here. Who knows? I guess we'll see in the next five episodes. Like I said a minute ago, we are halfway through the season. And the Vom appear to be the good guys thus far with their help, their weapons, their uh, knowledge, their intel, everything. So we'll see. We'll see. But overkill. Number one point on this week's Falling Skies 5. And then we're going to move into a couple of other little segments here we like to do. And I sometimes I mention this, I think... Uh, not too long ago, that I forget how which order these are in on some occasions. And typically, we've done history and then we've done pop culture. But I know I think the last episode I did it about pop culture than history. But hey, it's okay, no big deal. All right, so we're gonna move into our this week in history, and then we'll do some pop culture moments after this little brief musical number. It's, it's too it's, short it's of too time. Short. I have time. time. I say time waits for no man. Oh, oh, oh. Waste of time. Wait, Wait a minute. Let's just take a little time. Time, time is ticking away. All right, well, we've got a couple of brief historical-type references here to get into. And like I said, just real briefly. One of which, Dr. Kadar mentions how the alien DNA is kind of like kudzu. And uh, if you're in the South like I am, i.e. Jimmy in Georgia, there's kudzu quite literally... Everywhere. If <laughs> you drive down the interstate, there's just huge amounts of uh, trees and other things just covered in it. And that stuff just climbs and grows really fast. It kills trees. Eventually, if there's enough you know, shading, it'll cut off the sunlight for the other plants that it's growing on top of. And uh, it was actually brought to America from Japan. And I think the story I've always heard in here in Georgia, it was brought originally to try to um, stop some erosion. And I was reading some other things saying how... Americans took it to different areas during World War II, trying to use it for camouflage for some of their uh, their things, like in the South Pacific and whatnot. So, 
It's kind of interesting, I guess. But yeah, it's just a weed, more or less. And I guess technically you could eat it if you really wanted to, but why would you? <laughs> and that's going to be a brief brief look at kudzu. Another thing that was mentioned, um, obviously we probably, I don't know, we may have made this um, connection here before at some point, but Pope calls Tom a Boy Scout. And so briefly we'll mention some stuff about Boy Scouts of America. Founded back in 1910, so over 100 years of, of history there in their organization. It literally has millions of young men and uh, adults you know, who lead the troops and whatnot uh, involved still even to this day. And I have a good friend and family member now, Sam, who's ever in the Ukraine. He's a Boy Scout. He's an Eagle Scout. And so that's definitely an accomplishment. It doesn't happen too often, even though there are millions of uh, people involved in the Boy Scouts. There aren't that many Eagle Scouts that I know of. But yeah, you know, they're supposed to be helping them develop all sorts of good character and citizenship and, you know, being able to be out, outdoors and survival, I guess, a little bit. Of that. Always be prepared for things. So definitely a good uh, thing to build character, I would say, for young men um, to be involved with. Do good things for the community and, and such as well. Uh, volunteer and charitable organizations and such things. So Boy Scouts of America... That's number two on our list for historical references. And number three, just real fast. I'm pretty sure, especially with Laudris, the way she prayed so much back in season one or two, <laughs> I think we probably mentioned Jesus sometime on the show. Uh, there was a, a mural of, of Christ on the wall as the search party went out. There was a you know destroyed bridge off in the foreground, uh, or in the background, and then the, there was a mural of, of Jesus there on the wall. So I thought I'd bring that up real quickly. All right, well, um, I think we'll move on into our pop culture references right after this little musical interlude. All right, well, these are going to be short as well as we've tried to keep these episodes to a minimum in some cases. Just, I mean, honestly, for time restraints that I have, and just trying to keep these um, coming on out. So, volleyball was mentioned real quickly as um, the group in the search party were discussing some of the things about the lady who had died. They were talking about how she's a good mother. She took the kids to the volleyball game, waited up to hear about the first day, all those kind of things. I don't know. I figured since they mentioned it, we'll, we'll briefly mention it here. Apparently, this has been around since the late 1800s, um, Was which is kind of interesting. I don't know. I, I never really know when things were invented, I guess, in some ways, but... <laughs> The most basic of rules, uh, I mean, I played volleyball in like, high school gym class and probably in college and stuff, but most of us probably did back when PE was still around. Maybe it, maybe it's out there, and if you're younger, maybe you haven't. But there's typically a net. There's usually a net that's probably roughly eight feet tall-ish. And there's typically, if you're in like a real team setting, there would probably be like six people on either team that would rotate around and serve and you know, do different things. But uh, I think most of us have probably some idea of what volleyball is, and so I won't touch on that too much, but I just thought I would bring that up since it was mentioned here. And then one other thing that um, Ben mentioned, just as like a pop culture reference, he mentions Nikes, but more specifically he mentions pink, uh, I think he said pink breast cancer Nikes or pink cancer Nikes, something to that effect. And I just did a quick search for that, and apparently there have been quite a few different um, pink breast cancer awareness shoes that Nike put out, whether it's a LeBron James or Air Jordan, or I think there was a Kobe shoe. Um, So all sorts of different ones out there. 
um, over the past few years, especially um, just to raise awareness, I guess, of breast cancer research. So, again, I thought we'd bring that up here in our pop culture moments. And then two other brief things here. Um, Pope mentions having his son, or helping his son, work on a Honda mini bike. And these are little little tiny bikes that have been around since the late 60s. And have come and gone through different uh, variations over the years, it looks like. These are just real little bikes. And from the pictures, it almost reminds me of some of the stuff like Shriners that ride around on parades. I don't know if you have seen that in your area, but I know in our area when there's like a festival or something, typically there are um, you know normal-sized men on little bikes driving around. And I, don't, I don't know if that's for, for real what these are, but that's what, it, that's what it reminds me of from the pictures when I looked up the mini bikes from Honda. But anyway, we're going to move on from a brief mention of the Honda mini bike over to just a, another brief mention of Cadillac. Again, Pope was talking about his son riding the Honda mini bike, and the guy in a Cadillac almost hit him, and then Pope followed him, ended up punching him in the face, and he fell into concrete and ended up bleeding out. So bad news for Pope, um, but we do want to mention Cadillac. And it is kind of the uh, luxury version of General Motors cars. The Cadillac Escalade is kind of the desirable car. I guess it seems like for a lot of people that's definitely very popular. And then there, I mean, they have other sports cars and sedans and wagons and everything. I mean, they're they're definitely all over the place. Um, but they're definitely known for uh, being a luxury car and have for for a long time. And people even use it as kind of a uh, a catchphrase or something. Like you're talking about another product. This is the Cadillac of area rugs or whatever. Um, people say that kind of stuff. So definitely known for for the good branding there over the years and the quality. And so. Cadillac. All right, well, we're going to move on from there in our pop culture segment and see if we have a little bit of feedback over on the Facebook and the Twitter, and then we'll uh, be right back with that right after this little musical break. Alright, well over on Facebook, we'll get there first. There's just like a brief little thing to attend to there. Thanks to Young, I guess is how you'd say that. I don't know, K-Y-U-N-G. It says, this should be good. Falling Skies 3-7 promo. And so that's episode coming up next weekend. That would be airing July 14th here in the U.S. And I know for our international listeners, actually, Falling Skies doesn't start in the U.K. until 16th. So they're still over a week away from the first episode. So that's just kind of weird. I'm sure other countries are similar. I know usually, in the past two seasons anyway, the U.K. premiere was a little closer to the, the U.S. premiere. But interesting nonetheless. All right, over on Twitter, we have a few things just to briefly mention. Thanks to at CO984Life for uh, retweeting that Falling Skies had been officially renewed for Season 4. And when I mention these retweets, those aren't people who just hit the retweet button, because obviously there's more people than that. Um, the someone who actually posts another link and, and mentions us back. If you, I mean, you guys know how Twitter works, probably. All right, thanks to, uh, to Gus as well for mentioning that again. And then also to at Mary Destefano. As well, so thanks to all of you who are finding this over there, and thanks to at Seven Sweet Princess Seven again for another Follow Friday sent that was sent our way. We always appreciate that, and thanks to her and all of the rest of you who have found us over on Twitter. We're up to almost 2,100 followers as of recording right now. We are at 2,091. 
So thanks to everyone who's found us out there. And then over as far as the Facebook page, we'll give that a shout out too. We've got a few new likes the last few days. We're up to 353 over on the Facebook page. So again, if you haven't found us on either of those, um, we'll tell you all the ways you can contact us. I guess right now, as we're about to wrap up the show, you can find us on Facebook.com, and that is Facebook.com forward slash Falling Skies Cast, or you can just search for Falling Skies Cast, or you can just search for Falling Skies, and you can find us eventually. Also, we're on the Twitter. We are at Twitter.com forward slash The Falling Skies, at The Falling Skies, if you're familiar with that whole way that works. You can also visit us over at FallingSkiesCast.com, and this will have all this information that we like to bring up every time we, we record to show, tell you how you can get in contact with us. Or you can also email us at fallingskiescast at gmail.com. You can call in to the show or you can text us. That's over at 773-35-SKIES. So that number again where you can call or text us is 773-357-5437. Oh, you can also find us over on Get Glue and on Google Plus, but I have mentioned in the last couple episodes we're not really involved there that often or that much. You can find us over in iTunes. You can search for Falling Skies Cast, search for Falling Skies. You can find us there, or on our website, you know, or on our Twitter. I think on our Facebook, all have it. Um, you can find links to the iTunes feed where you can subscribe, rate us, review us, whatever you'd like to do over there. And then also on the website, FallingSkiesCast.com, there is also an RSS feed where you could. Um, plug that into some other way you listen to podcasts, whatever that might be. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our uh, talk for Search and Recover, Episode 5 of Season 3 of Falling Skies. And we're going to uh, bid you adieu for now, and hopefully we'll be back pretty soon. Honestly, don't know, like I said earlier in the episode, um, with the family members coming into town. And I was slammed at work today. I was you know, leaving very much late and everything, trying to get called up, and so... I just don't know if I'll have time to record much until maybe the end of next week. So we'll see, and uh, hopefully we'll be back soon with another episode of the Falling Skies cast. And with all that said, I am Jimmy in Georgia. Peace. It's time for the Pope Quote of the Week. It didn't take long to find us. Well, Keystone, for that matter. You know, considering the fact that you led them right to it, I'm surprised it took them as long as it did. Couldn't let you burn on that plane. Charleston has a mole. Everybody knows it. Well, instead of delaying your trip to Keystone to find out who the damn spy was, you, you want to go and play with the big boys, didn't you? Parlay with the President of the United States. Oh, it was worth it, huh? You get the President killed, Bressler's dead. And I'm out of damn fine airplane. I've been thinking